Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. This is the Lembit Opic Show on today's news talk radio, TNT. Welcome back, Planet Earth, to the Lambert Opic Show here on today's News Talk TNT. Uh, a live look at what's been going on, uh, a proper dig deep into the subjects affecting us around the world. Uh, the advantage of my three hours is we get to speak in depth to the guests, and uh, my mission isn't to catch them out, it's to give them the best space they can possibly have to express their points of view. Doesn't mean you have to agree, uh, uh, nor with me, because I express my points of view as well. But the difference here compared to the old fashioned media is we separate our facts from our opinions. We clearly flag both and then give you the chance to make your decisions. Whatever your views, this is the right place to explore them and evolve them. Uh, One of the reasons why we'll be covering extensively the Julian Assange uh, extradition Uh, case, uh, which is being tried at the highest court of the land in the United Kingdom uh, this week, will be at the courts from Tuesday to Wednesday and around all week. Our mission is to give him and his case the airtime it deserves so that you can hear the facts. You can hear our opinions too, and mine's quite sympathetic to Julian Assange, I have to tell you, and then you can draw your own conclusions. Uh, As Peter Moore, our criminal qualified lawyer, said in the previous hour, He thinks that Julian Assange should be allowed to return to his homeland if he wants to, Australia, and feels that Assange has suffered enough. The other interesting point that we learned is that the application of the law is no guarantee of the fairness of the law. And I have noticed myself when I was a member of parliament, sometimes when governments lose a case on the basis of fairness, then they make the law less fair so that they can win the case. I wonder what's going to happen with Julian Assange. We'll be looking at that in the context of free speech and the extent to which governments are willing to cynically cover up the whistleblowers in order to protect themselves from embarrassment. We'll be covering all of that in the week ahead. Unmissable TNT this week. In a moment, we'll be going to be talking to somebody who's been uh, cancelled in 24 hours, 48 hours notice. He was going to have an event in central London this afternoon for the most crazy of reasons. Another self-contradiction when it comes to free speech. We'll be speaking to Elliot Hammer in just a moment. Also, as promised by popular demand, he's a conservative. I'll be asking some questions about the by-election results, uh, which came up and Siv in Australia asked me about earlier on. I'm not going to try and catch him out. I just want to get his position. It's more interesting rather than having some game of verbal chess with my guests. Before we go to see him, I want to highlight another rather strange and potentially hypocritical act of free speech by Joe Biden, the gaffe machine himself. This week, he has managed to avoid the kind of crash and burn gaffes he made last week when trying to prove that his memory was absolutely sound, end of quote. He has, however, joined TikTok. Why does this matter? Because There's one country that says TikTok represents a security threat. It's a national risk to security. What country is that? You guessed it, the United States of America. And now the president is on TikTok. This despite the slow burn, low level Cold War 
between the US and China, started by the US, <laughs> despite the fact that various senior representatives in Congress have said that TikTok is a threat. Let me read you uh, one of the concerns. And I quote this from The Guardian, which is a left-leaning newspaper in the United Kingdom. The chair of the US Senate Intelligence Committee, a senior Democrat, said he is concerned about the decision by the campaign of President Joe Biden to join TikTok. On Sunday, Biden's re-election campaign used the Super Bowl, Super Bowl to kick off its new TikTok account. And so there's been this concern. The senator is called Mark Warner. And essentially, he's saying he thinks that's unwise for Joe Biden to go onto TikTok. Others might say it's a little bit self-contradictory, don't you think? Biden has essentially been threatening China for a couple of years now with untold consequences if they carry on meddling in American affairs. But two things suggest to me that he won't do anything about it. First of all, America is dependent on China to build America. Hundreds of millions of dollars of trade a year. It's something like half a trillion dollars. Somebody who's watching now can look it up and put it in the chat if that's not right. But something like half a trillion dollars of a year of trade comes from China to the United States. It's loaded with microchips. If China really wants to control America, all it has to do is stick a microchip in your car and switch it off when they plan to invade. So basically, the economic antics of the United States suggest that there is no war going on there at all, apart from a war of words between Biden and the Republicans. I suspect this is more to do with Biden's remarkable decision to stand for re-election again this very year than it has to do with really trying to contain China's ever-growing influence economically and politically in the world. And then the second piece of evidence that Biden's not really all that concerned about China is this re-entry to TikTok. I've never been on TikTok, so I can't really comment authoritatively, but I have worked in China and I was very impressed with them when I was there. Regardless of my opinions, we now know Joe Biden's view. It is that whatever I say, it's all right to use TikTok. I know that's not a great accent, accent, uh, but it's a very true representation of the signal that the leader of the free world is telling everybody, use TikTok if you want, because the president does. All of this is to say much of what we watch is window dressing. A lot more of it is posturing and the rest of it is wokeness. I predict that China will carry on being the hands that build America, and for that matter, the United Kingdom, which has exported much of its carbon dioxide production to China and then complained about China's carbon dioxide production for the years to come. China seems to be pressing most of the right buttons in terms of its economics, and it's a slow burn, long-suffering and patient nation. And you heard it here first on TNT from Lembitopic. China will be the largest economy on the globe within 30 years. And if not, I'll come back in 2054 and say I'm sorry. All of that here on today's News Talk TNT with me, Lemitopic. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I've been in the car all day and I got to listen. Can't get enough of it. You guys are doing a great job. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. Right then, I want to introduce a man who needed a platform because this previous one has just been removed. The physical platform he intended to have to hold an interesting debate, which he'll tell us about in just a moment, was removed by, yes, you guessed it, the Woke Brigade, because he might have caused offence. Or is there more to it than that? 
Well, let me not put words in my guest's mouth. Please welcome Elliot Hammer, conservative activist, uh, candidate, I believe, and a man who has just been on the receiving end of cancellation. Elliot, welcome to TNT, where I promise you won't be cancelled. Thank you for having me, Lembit. Uh, it's great to be here. Great to talk to you. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And obviously, I knew you were free because you haven't gone to an event this afternoon in the north of London. Uh, let's, before we talk about the details of that, understand a little bit more about you. You're an interesting character, and I mean that in a very positive way. Uh, tell me where you stand in your politics and tell me why you stand there in your politics. Okay, so um, I'm the chairman of the Tottenham Conservative Association. Um, I'm I'm a always been a, a conservative. I've stood for election in the Fortis Green Ward in Harringay, which, which is the the location of uh, where we we've been cancelled. Um, I'm also a lawyer by by trade, um, and I'm a big supporter of, of Sunak uh, and uh, the the current Conservative administration. I think we're doing a tremendous job. Uh, we are, we are, we we're getting uh, to the the targets that we've set ourselves. We've uh, uh, reducing inflation, uh, reducing NHS waiting lists. The economy did grow in 2023. Uh, I know that we're in a technical recession, but after all, we did grow in 2023, and I think we will grow in 2024 as well. And we're doing everything we can to make sure that we stop the boats, and we've been stopped dead in our tracks by the Supreme Court, but uh, we've got legislation going through uh, Parliament at the moment, which should be passed and will be passed if the House of Lords do what is democratically right uh, and allow the, the House of Commons, uh, will the House of Commons to pass. So I, I'm a Conservative and uh, yes, yeah, so I lead the Tottenham Conservative Association. So <clears throat> that's in um, a, the London Borough of Haringey. Uh, and the London Borough of Haringey has been ruled with an iron fist by uh, the Labour Party for 50, 52, 53 years. Uh, 90% of their councillors in Haringey are Labour. There's a, there's a smattering of Liberal Democrats. Um, but yes, there's an iron fist of, of the Labour. Uh, it's the home of Momentum, that very... Uh, a very democratic organization and and we've been cancelled do you do you want me to go into what, what happened before you go before you go already elliot you have evoked the response from our viewers uh holly says in response to your admirable defense of the conservative party she says blimey he's brave <laughs> and jane adds to that um lol tremendous job sunak question mark and uh Holly is suggesting interesting character indeed and suggesting you might be a bit delusional about the performance of the Tories. Uh, and Red uh, accuses you of, of rubbish there. Uh, I want to get this out of the way because I don't want it to uh, invade the whole of our conversation. But um, uh, uh, Holly, you're going to find out why he's being cancelled in a minute. So hold that thought. We'll do that just after the break. But just in fairness to you, and I, I'm sure that Conservative Central Office would be very proud with your loyalty now, as, as you, I guess, must be uh, as a candidate. What happened in the two by-elections in Wellingborough and in Kingswood? Those are both uh, English constituencies where the Conservatives lost. And just to save a bit of time here, Elliot, I think most people knew that the Conservatives 
would lose. So it wasn't really a big shock horror outcome. And certainly I thought that they would lose. But what in some grown-up, non-overly uh, defensive way do you think it tells us about the current state of, of play? So, so um, j- just to clear something up, so I'm I'm not a candidate for any particular oh, um, a, a place. That I'm, I'm chairman of Tottenham Conservative okay. Association. Sorry. I'm, I might be a candidate in the future, but but at the moment I'm not. Just just to make sure. So, okay, um, yeah, we've had, we've had the Kingswood by-election, right? We've had the Wellingborough by-election. Now, my take on it as a, as a Conservative, and I suppose that the big question really uh, for the Conservative Party is. Is this a 1992 uh, situation, right, or a 1997 situation? Now, of course, in 1992, the Conservative Party appeared to be doomed. We had we had major uh, leading us. We appeared to be doomed. But actually, in the 1992 general election, the Conservative Party got the highest number of votes ever in a general election, right? The highest number is the it was the biggest um uh a triumph for the conservative party and and six months before the election everybody was saying that major was doomed right now the question so the question is is the conservative party is this 92 or 97. now if you look if you look at both kingswood and wellingborough if you actually have a good analysis of this what you what you come out to is that it's heading towards more of a 92 outcome than the 97 and i say that because in kingswood if you look at the numbers starmer got 5000 less votes than corbyn in 2019 so, so just think about that take a step back starmer's popularity in kingswood is 5000 less than corbyn right and in wellingborough starmer the maths, I think it's, I, I've seen this morning, it was 107 or 104, sorry, 107 or 104 more votes than Corbyn in 2019. That's all Starmer was able to do, right? Even in a situation where the Conservative Party has been in power for 14 years, right? So if you actually analyse the situation, all that's happened all that's happened is conservative voters have stayed at home and if you think about it you've got a by-election where even if the labor party wins in both by-elections nothing will change sunak still has what is it 76 seat, uh, 76 seat majority 75 seat majority something like that so as a conservative voter in a by-election that doesn't matter well, what would you rather do on a on a, a miserable Thursday afternoon? Would you rather watch telly, go to Waitrose, go to Sainsbury's, do some shopping? I don't know. You you need to put your you know uh, do some homework for your children. That's what you're doing, rather than going to the election booth in a situation that doesn't matter. The analogy is the analogy is this is a pre-season friendly. They're just pre-season friendlies. The big match will be the general election. And that's when the Conservative Party, because it has been successful in its administration over 14 years, right? And even, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a Conservative activist, but even over the last five years, it's been a tremendous success. We've done everything that the people wanted. We delivered Brexit. We got that done, right? All right. Uh, we, yeah, I'm going to... I understand you want to go through all of that. I don't want to go down that path too much. I want to stay to the sophology, which is the political talk. And I find your argument pretty interesting. What you're saying is that 
the Conservatives stayed at home and Labour didn't turn out in enough numbers to make you really worry. There's no love for Starmer. Nobody loves Starmer. They can see that he flip-flops right, left and centre. He has, he has no integrity. He doesn't believe anything he's saying. One minute, it's 28 billion for net zero. The next, it isn't. And people can understand that when, when uh, a government has been in power for 14 years, they're completely on the defensive. They have to defend everything. And Starmer, and also reform, by the way, reform can say anything they want. Reform they, they did say, really well, double figures. They came third. They can say, they can say anything they want. They uh, uh, reform did not achieve on the night. They performed quite poorly right. in reality. Right. I wasn't. All right. now, now you provoked me. Reform did far better than than a lot of people expected. And reform are saying a lot of things that people want the conservatives to be saying. For example, that there was uh, that there's no climate crisis. For example, and Sunak is all over the place on that. Uh, reform. Uh, reform have they're on GB News, they're on Talk TV. They've got a lot and lot of exposure, and still they didn't perform well in Wellingborough Kingswood at all. Uh, and so I would say no, they're they're a busted flush, they're a, a flash in the pan, all the rest of the of the, the the quotes that I can give. Ultimately, what will happen in election day? The Conservatives will beat Starmer, and you don't want to be voting for the for the the losing position. Because the Conservatives yeah. have achieved and and their administration has been great for Britain over the last I'm years. To, okay, I, 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 you're on message. Uh, I, I have to tell you that a lot of people aren't terribly convinced in the chat. It's not a scientific sample, but <laughs> Holly says, uh, is this chap aware that uh, the two mainstream parties are two cheeks on the same backside? Uh, this is the uni party theory. I'm just I'm I'm, going, I'm getting this out of the way now because I know it's going to be provocative if we go further. But I did want to give you the right to reply. I'll just tell you my view, and then we'll go to a break, and then we'll talk about why you've been cancelled today. Uh, it seems to me that reform actually has been the uh, place where a lot of disillusioned conservatives who did want to vote have gone. You do have the, con the 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 potential to get some of those votes back. And as you say, I'm no great lover of uh, Keir Starmer. I think he would be a poor prime minister, that's my opinion. But what's interesting is, if I'd been in the opposition, I'd have pointed out that the, the national poll gap has, has reduced, uh, that there's a decline in Labour vote, an increase in Conservatives, which tends to agree with your argument that it's not over yet. Uh, but all I'd say is, uh, the public aren't terribly happy with the Conservatives at the moment. <laughs> and perhaps we should leave this particular part of our debate at that. So I'll let you off the hook on this one because it's not the main thing. But as I say, Central Office will be sending you a bottle of wine for a very valiant defence uh, of, of the Conservatives. What we're going to do in just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to talk to Elliot Hammer on something which is very big concern to me and, and to yourselves as well. Why was he cancelled? One question was, was he cancelled because he escaped from somewhere? Nope, he is he cancelled because he actually thinks for himself, whatever you think about his party political views, he's cancelled because he was trying to do something useful and he's been shut down. All of that with me, Lembitopic, Lembitopic show here on TNT. See you in a few minutes. TNT's Jason Olborn. Al Gore can't get a single thing right. And yet he gets another chance, for example, to uh, come out and tell us that if we don't do this, we're all going to be dead. And yet now we're learning that uh, in Ireland, for example, they're going to slaughter 200,000 cattle for the climate. I mean, aren't they doing it to us anyway, one way or another, whether we they 
pretend that we're heating up the world, we're all going to burn out, or if we starve, isn't it the same result that, they, that they're setting out to do? Well, this has got nothing to do with climate. It's got nothing to do with the environment. Uh, this is a new scam, and it's a case of follow the money. Al Gore has become a multi-billionaire from frightening, frightening people witless about a mythical climate change. And if you only looked into the past, you'd see that the variation that we're currently enjoying today is far less than previous variations. Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's News Talk. TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. We don't rock. rock. We talk. talk. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Welcome back uh, to the Lembit OPIC show. we still got about 35 minutes to go. The time does go quickly, but fear not. I'll be back again as well for three hours tomorrow morning. But let's stick with today. Um, my guest, Elliot Hammer, who is a senior conservative, has quite a lot of interest. Now, just listen to these, Elliot. Don't respond. I'm just reading them out. Uh, James uh, indeed confirms that he thinks that Tories and Labour are different wings of the uni party. Uh, Holly says Sunak's all over the place. Uh, and uh, Jane's agreeing with those sorts of comments. Uh, uh, James says Conservative Party has lost my loyalty. Behaviour and attitude regarding vaccine poison has been a disgrace. We're not going to go into the vaccines today, folks. It's not what... Uh, it's an interesting subject, but not for today. Uh, and Keith Starmer, Keith Starmer from Rygate Grammar is a complete embarrassment. So the Labour Party is not really getting off scot-free here either. Madrid says, Andrew Bridgen for Prime Minister. Oh, there we go. That's interesting. Uh, let's see if Andrew stands again. I'm thinking he's not planning to. Right. Let's get to the, keep your calls and comments coming on that. But I'm not going to carry on pushing uh, Elliot because that's really not what he's on the show for. I did that because I promised. We've done that. Let's get on to the big debate. You might be more sympathetic now to what we're discussing. Elliot Hammer was going to have an event today. It's been cancelled. What was the event and why? Uh, th thank you, Lembit. Uh, and once again, thank you for uh, letting me on your show. So so this is what happened. So um, I'm the chairman of Tottenham Conservative Association, and um, it's the start of the election year uh, for Great Britain. So the people uh, will go to the polls I'm not entirely sure it's the Prime Minister's prerogative, but it will be sometime probably in the autumn, uh, maybe October, November, I don't know, right? So I thought it'd be a great idea uh, for Tottenham Conservative Association to host a debate uh, with uh, people from political parties, okay? So it's not just any 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 random person, but people uh, from political parties. And uh, it was about a month ago, when uh, we chose the venue, which is in uh, uh, Haringey, uh, it's it's a it's a place called Fortis Green. It's where I stood for the Conservative Party in the local elections in twenty two in May twenty two, um, and so the the topic of the debate, a very broad uh, question, which was 
the future of British politics. Okay. And so, so I reached out to people. You were going to be on the panel, Lembit. We were going to mm -hmm. hear your excellent words. And you, you could have told uh, the great people, the tremendous people of Haringey, Muswell Hill, Fortescreen, the tremendous people about what you thought was the future of British politics. I was going to speak for the Conservatives. I was going to defend the Conservative administration over the last 14 years. Great administration delivered for the people of Britain. Okay, yeah, don't go back into that. <laughs> that, that was going to be my take on it. I also invited Amy Gallagher, who's the Social Democratic Party mayoral candidate for London. So she's standing against uh, Sadiq Khan for the London mayoralty. Uh, can you remember the Social Democrat Party? Uh, is it the Gang of Four? Um, David Steele? Um, so she was standing for them. Uh, we uh, we also invited we invited David Lammy, who is the uh, local MP. David Lammy, of course, is the Shadow Home Secretary, part of Starmer's Shadow Front Bench. Uh, he, unfortunately, because I think he was away, his secretary told me that he was away abroad and therefore sent his apologies. Uh, we invited the local Labour Party. We invited the local Liberal Democrat Party. We invited the local Green Party. And I also invited uh, Reform. Uh, there's uh, There was a prospective parliamentary candidate for Reform in, in one of the nearby constituencies. I invited him. Um, he couldn't attend. Um, and I also invited, so here, here we come to it. So I also invited um, Kelly J. Keane, who is a quite famous woman's right activist who recently, very, very recently, um, her she set up a party called the uh, uh, Party for Women, and that was authorised by the Electoral Commission about two two weeks ago, I think. Uh, so she her party was authorised by the Electoral Commission. So we set up this ticketed event, so anybody could buy a ticket, anybody could attend from any any party, any people just in the local uh, location or, or or anybody. It was on Eventbrite. And we sent it out. Uh, we set up the 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 Eventbrite uh, ticketing system, and we started to re receive uh, uh, people were buying the tickets. We set it out on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and everything was going fine. Uh, we were all looking forward to the debate, and of course, as I say, it's the general election year. People want to know where political parties stand every party has a, a different uh, stance on the future of british politics and then on thursday just this thursday bearing in mind that we were going to have the debate today uh in, in a couple of hours at two o'clock uh, as i say you were going to be there um and then on on friday we uh, sorry on thursday we were told by the venue that was hosting this event, that they were receiving lots of emails, lots of calls, uh, calling for the, the event to be stopped because uh, Kelly J. Keene, Party for Women, was quote-unquote dangerous to the local population. Now, I believe that the, the tremendous people of Muswell Hill, Fortis Green, Haringey, are robust enough in a general election year to hear what people have to say on different topics. Now, whether that's women's rights, whether that's taxation, whether that's immigration, foreign policy, I believe that we're all grown-ups. 
and we can all listen. Maybe we maybe we agree, maybe we we disagree, but we're grown up enough to hear what other people have to say. Now, of course, so, uh, so a, just before you go further, so when they said dangerous, and this is why I find it interesting. Really, this is really what I wanted to be on the show to be on about. Here's my opinion. I think it's absolutely outrageous that this was cancelled, regardless of whether viewers and listeners are conservative or not. You try to get a cross-party spread of people, including the Labour MP and myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a member of the Conservative Party. And it was cancelled. What do they mean by dangerous? Did they explain the danger? I, well, I, so so we we received a number of e We've seen a number of emails. One of them uh, purports to be from the executive of the local Labour Party. Uh, now I've just seen the email. Uh, we have, you know, we, we don't know if it's definitely from them, but it but it appears to be from them. It's signed off by the executive of Hornsey and Fry and Barnett, uh, executive CLP Labour Party, uh, that says that uh, if Kelly J Keane was there, it would be dangerous for for local people. Now, I I don't know. It seems to me strange. Seems to me strange that some that she is dangerous because she's at a ticketed event in a private location where people choose to attend that event. And if you don't go to the event, and if you've never heard of heard, if you never hear what she's had to say, how can that be dangerous? Seems to me to be utterly bizarre. What do they mean? Is she radioactive? Is she likely to explode? I mean, how can she be dangerous? Uh, does she it's, have some great hypnotic quality to whip people up into a, a, a zombie angry mob? What does dangerous it, actually mean? Exactly. It seems to me that, you know, th this kind of this kind of idea that people can say things that people disagree with or find offensive, as long as it's lawful speech we're talking about here, right? It seems to me to be odd that that's weaponized and that's used to cancel the Conservative Party. The Conservative Party effectively has been cancelled. Now, whether you whether you agree with the Conservative Party policy of the administration, it seems to me that you know cancelling the government of the day, the party of government of the day, rather than st and don't forget. All these different parties were were invited. So the Labour Party could have attended, the local Labour Party could have attended and said, uh, through debate, through free speech, through logic, through reasoning, they maybe they could have persuaded the ticketed audience and everybody else who might have seen it uh, after it was recorded and put on uh, uh, social media. They could have debated Kelly J. Keene and shown why she is wrong and why people shouldn't vote for her. But it seems to me in a democracy, it's all about speech. It's all about debate. And if you disagree, that's fine. But you need to beat somebody else's argument. That's the whole basis of Western civilization. Let, let me read. This actual program, the Lembitopic show and what we do on today's news talk, TNT generally, I think personifies, uh, not personifies, yeah, it does anyway, personify um, the, the freedom of speech. Because earlier on, there was a lot of criticism about your defense of, of uh, the conservative government. People just weren't really buying it. But now this is what people are saying. Let me read to you what Holly is saying. And she was critical of you before. Uh, maybe she would have said hurty words. I don't agree with this man's politics, but no one should be cancelled. But then he should realize that it's his political leaders that created this. So Holly is sympathetic to, as am I, to the frustrations you feel about this cancellation. 
especially this ridiculous idea that someone turns up and becomes dangerous because people are too stupid to think for themselves, maybe. But what she's saying, and I would extend it not just to the Conservatives, but Conservatives and Labour do tend to have talked about a council culture. Labour is actually even worse in a way. And Haringey has got a terrible reputation from the 1980s for this kind of thing. So, so maybe the problem is that government, successive governments are not just pointing at the Conservatives. Successive governments have allowed this to happen. And Nick Clegg, the former leader of the, the Liberal Democrats when I was an MP, to his eternal shame, said he agreed with the no platforming, this, the cancellation of non-violent extremists at universities. So, so is it possible that the, the reason that I'm not on your platform today, the reason that all of those people have been cancelled and we don't get the debate is because successive governments have allowed this to happen? So no, I don't think that's that's right at all. I, this is what I think. Okay, this is this is my position. Okay, so I think what happened is the Conservatives well, when they came to power in twenty ten, right? Uh, the initial issue at the time was was getting over the disastrous Labour administration and the bankruptcy of the country at that time. Okay. And then as we got into 2015, the big issue of the time was Brexit, right? And we spent uh, the political capital uh, getting, making sure that the will of the people was put into effect. And the Conservatives did that. We got Brexit done, right? And then, of course, we had COVID. Now, uh, and, and the, the Conservative administration had the faxes, fastest vaccine rollout and got us right. out of lockdown. If you're going to go down the vaccine path, you're going to be in very dangerous ground because I'm then going to start asking you, I, I got a vaccine injury. I'm not sympathetic to the vaccine situation myself. And you're talking about policies which aren't relevant about free speech. Well, I'm let me just put let's, you back. I wrote a book about this. I should say I wrote a book about this. And it was called The Alternative View. And what I pointed out was that David Cameron, when he was the Conservative Prime Minister, and Nick Clegg, who was the Liberal Democrat Deputy Prime Minister, entered the pact. They said that they wanted to no platform. They wanted to cancel non-violent extremist speakers at universities. What that means is, speakers who took what you might call an extremist view they didn't define what that meant but people who with those extremist views were not trying to create violence now your former prime minister david cameron expressly said that i think it was in a speech in the Amer in germany it might have been munich rather poignantly and then nick Clegg immediately said something similar in a place like luton so so leaving aside the covid thing and leaving aside all this other stuff that you've done and whatever you say about economic performance David Cameron, Nick Clegg spoke explicitly at the beginning, early days of the coalition government about cancelling nonviolent extremists. And that may be what you are to the eyes of, uh, of Haringey, a nonviolent extremist. But let's, let's not talk about a long time ago. Let's talk about recent legislation that the Conservatives have passed which is the Free Speech at Universities Act that's been put in place. It comes, I think it's come, comes into effect in October or, or in the summer. And that will make sure that um, um, academics, uh, that lecturers are given free speech on campus. Now that is, that's now, we're talking about conservative administration that's standing up for free speech. Now that's that's what I can show about now. I don't know about David Cameron a long time ago, but that's, so the, the conservative government can hold its head high in relation to free speech because we're passing acts of parliament to make sure that lecturers and academics on campus aren't cancelled. So that's what I would online, say about The that. online safety bill, many would say, is doing the opposite. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, I have to tell you, is my opinion, say the online safety bill is actually easy to abuse, to impose censorship for no real 
public safety benefit. Now, if you're not too au fait with it, I'm not going to waste your time on it. But I do have a concern. The online safety bill does the opposite of what you said. Well, uh, look, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not an expert on the online safety okay. bill. I do know. I do know that we've passed uh, freedom of speech on canvas uh, law. Um, the online safety bill. Well, let's look at that. Let's see what happens. Uh, but I would say that this conservative government is sticking up for free speech. Uh, and going forward, um, it seems to me that the conservative government will have a war on woke once we get past this general election and the conservative party has has legislative room to act in relation to the the problems that we have in society now as i say when we came in in 2010 there was different issues woke <clears throat> woke seems to be a crisis of western civilization that that arose maybe 2014 2015 so it's it's since that time and it's only now the Conservatives will be able to tackle woke, and they are tackling woke. Uh, Sajid Javid with the Cast Review in relation to the Tavistock. Um, we've got Grant Schnapps, talk, uh, Schnapps talking about uh, woke in uh, the military, and we're going to get on top of that. So I would say give the Conservatives time now to deal with this issue, and we will do. Right. I, I, we'll come back to this in just a minute. We need to go to a break. My personal opinion is that if the Conservatives could credibly credibly persuade the public that they would declare a war on woke that would be a vote winner a woke winner, vote winner uh, but at the moment it looks to me that the conservatives have been sucked into this as well a little bit uh, but we'll come back to that in just a minute uh, lots of support for the free speech aspects of what you're saying here Elliot and I'll read some of those out after the break uh, if you want to make a comment you've still got just under 20 minutes to do so, uh, I'll hear on the Lembitopic uh, show. Uh, this is uh, TNT, the home of free speech. See you in a few minutes. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Oh no, could the squad soon be a thing of the past? Well, based on the hot water that Democrat representatives Cory Bush from Missouri and Ilhan Omar, her brother's wife from Minnesota are in, all signs point to yes outcome likely what am i talking about well according to representative byron donalds of florida corey bush has diverted campaign funds into some questionable security expenses and omar was filmed in somalia saying she's somalian first and muslim second didn't seem to be a mention of the united states or her oath of office to the constitution in there the sooner we're well shot of these people the better they're clearly here based on intersectionality, not intellect, and nothing will become them so much as they're leaving. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk TNT. I said, could she die? And the doctor said she could. It was so scary. When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe and I thought, you know, what are we going to do if I die here? <laughs> How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service 
and help save lives in the bush. This is the Lembit Opic Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, welcome back. A uh, quarter of an hour to go with me here on the Lembit Opic Show on today's News Talk. I have got three hours tomorrow as well, more packed debate. Uh, but for now, we're with Elliot Hammer, who has been cancelled. He was going to have an event. I was going to talk at it. Uh, so I declare an interest and a frustration that his event was cancelled. Uh, I'll read some of the messages. I get that you're sceptical about the Conservatives, folks. Keep making those points. I'm not going to read them all out because then Elliot will feel he needs to defend the Tories. And that's not the most interesting thing we can get from Elliot today. Uh, But let me read you the comments about free speech. Uh, So I am curating a little bit. I'm editing a bit, but I want to stay on the free speech subject because that's really the theme today. Uh, One is Blodders says, the Women's Party is now dangerous. So were the suffragettes, as opposed to suffragettes. Sorry, so were the suffragists as opposed to the suffragettes. I completely got that wrong, Blodders. Couldn't have got it more wrong, sorry. Uh, Jane says, uh, cancel culture, aka Chinese cultural revolution. Same thing as Marxist Britain. There's a lot of that sort of thing in Harringay, certainly in the 80s when I was um, active in the student world. Holly says, it was his government that locked people down in a fake pandemic. If that's not cancel culture and control, what is? There's a lot of overlap there, Elliot, but let's not go down that COVID debate today. I'm just reading that out because I am... Um, I felt that was potentially quite relevant here. And uh, lots of cancelling comments going on. Annie H says, we haven't had Brexit. Johnson is World Economic Forum. That's why Farrar sold us out. Uh, the um, Denic was being planned. Denic, not sure what you mean by that. Sorry for my ignorance there. And Skippy says, let's talk about the online safety bill, free speech and all that. Uh, I don't expect you to defend all of those things, but I'm just reading them out so much. You are so busy at the moment. Sorry, I can't read them all out. But Elliot, uh, we're in a situation then. You had an event today. It's been cancelled because one of the guests was dangerous in some undefined way. That cancelled the entire event. What's your take? Regardless, I, I do think the Conservatives are partly responsible for it. But leaving that aside now, what's your take on the state of free speech then? Why do you think you were really cancelled today? I, I think I think we were really cancelled because the Labour Party has trouble with this issue. The, the issue that Kelly J. Keane uh, really talks about, uh, which is the what is a woman question. Uh, Starmer it flip-flops around this. Sometimes he says that a woman is an adult human male. Sometimes he says that a woman 99% of the time has certain appendages, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. So I think, um, you know, Rishi Sunak's position on this is is clear. Uh, a woman is a woman and a man is a man. And that's just common sense. Right. Um, and we need to go forward uh, and make sure that women's single sex spaces are protected, uh, that transgender people's rights are also protected. Of course, they're uh, a, a, a part of society and a welcome part of society but in relation to certain issues we need to make sure that we know what a man is and we know what a woman is and, and those rights are protected in law um so what, and I, I think what, what is sorry finish your point sorry um so I, and i think that getting back to the free speech issue of this we do in a, a democratic society need to be able to uh, discuss these issues to thrash them out to find out 
what people want from their uh, from their government, from their legislature, from their court system, uh, to find out what's fair in a democratic society. And in order to have that, you need to have debate, and you need to have debate from both sides of the argument. You know, um, but we need to make sure that people aren't deplatformed, that people can talk about it, and and. This, I mean, this is not even this is not even a, a debate about free speech between, you know, Joe Blogs on the street. This is parties, political parties need to be able to go into these debates so that people understand what their positions are and they can vote accordingly. So, if you have one party that thinks that transgender rights needs to be that they need to be more protected and push forward more, well, that's fine. People can vote for them. If the argument is made, if the debate is made well, and people agree with that, and again, at the same time, on the other side of the debate, uh, parties need to be given the space and the platform to say what they think so that voters can decide. Ultimately, we're in a democracy. Ultimately, it's up to the voters to decide. It's not up to rival political parties to say, you can't talk about this and you can't talk about that, because that isn't a democracy. That's a tyranny. Wow. Uh, my my view of this, I have sympathy to what you say, and I know Amy Gallagher, and she's hopefully going to come on next week because her dispute with a group called the Tavistock Institute is a case study in what you're describing, the cancer culture, and something far more sinister. My view is that this whole debate has been politicised. I wonder what you think about this. Keir Starmer responded to a joke made about his slightly confusing position, I think, about transgender politics and, and identity. Uh, Keir Starmer responded with this huge indignation saying, how dare you make that joke? The parents of a deceased or of a murdered uh, transgender girl uh, are in the audience and you shouldn't have made the joke. What that means to me, though, is that since those parents could have been watching on television, no one can make a joke or comment like that anytime ever, because it doesn't make any difference whether these individuals, these parents of the murdered individual were in the gallery or whether they, whether they were at home. And Starmer didn't make that calculation. The inference to me, Elliot, is Keir Starmer was willing to play politics with the death, the murder of this child, not thinking about the consequences that what he was saying meant that no one could ever say anything about transgender people in case it offends somebody who hears it. Mm. Yeah. So, what's, so of what's course, your view? yeah, of, of course, look, what happened in relation to the murder is terrible. Uh, it's grotesque. And society, as I said before, society needs to protect every member of society from violence uh, and from, from physical violence and harm. The, the point that you're making, I think, is, is that in relation to political debate, we need to take away specific instances and we need to debate the general question. And the general question will be in relation to, you know, do, do women have a right to single sex sports, to single sex, uh, single sex spaces? Uh, and, 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 and more than that, I suppose, is, is a, more, a very narrow question, very nuanced question, is that a political party should have a position on something on any on any question and that position shouldn't change 
willy-nilly. It should change, you know, it should only change maybe if completely facts change. And, and it should be right that any political leader or MP or, or spokesperson can put questions to another political uh, uh, leader and, and the answer should be forthcoming in relation to what their general position is and, and not using, you know, any particular facts or say to say, you can't ask me that question on this particular occasion. I'm going further than that. Yes, as far as you went, I agree. I'm an extreme libertarian. As long as you don't cause actual harm, probably physically, to a person, you should be able to cause offence. Because otherwise, I can simply say what you said about the Conservatives earlier on is offensive to me, so you can't say it anymore. And you get into this ridiculous situation, and that's why I think we are, Elliot. What I'm saying is this, that individuals, people with strong religious convictions, have the right to say they think that the certain sexual activity is wrong but we've got the right to debate it what i reject is number one the oppression of the expression of points of view that others may find offensive if they as long as they don't lead to violence and secondly the running away from a debate now individuals do that sometimes if two people argue one person reaches out to the other and they simply won't take their calls well that's wrong because you should always be able to debate if you're You've got the courage of your position. You should always be willing to debate. And what I'm saying, Elliot, is you've been cancelled, I'm suggesting, because the other side is too lazy, too indolent, or too scared of the weakness of their own arguments to allow you to have that debate. Well, well yes. Um, debate is the, the the bedrock of our democracy, as I've said before, um, as long as as long as speech and debate is lawful, um, and as you say, it doesn't lead to violence, um, then then yes, political parties should be free to engage in debate, um, and, and it's just common sense, really. And it's it, it's it's what I was when I was you know young when I was going to school. I was taught and I believed and I was proud of Britain that it was a free country that we could explore ideas and and we were part of a of a of a beautiful tradition a tremendous tradition of western civilization um which allowed free speech uh, going all the way back to the Greeks thousands of years ago um and it's what made political freedom possible i would also argue that it made scientific uh, advances possible as well because if, if you know if certain certain things are you know you can't you can't possibly say that that the that the earth re revolves around the sun you can't possibly say that because that's offensive to the church of course we wouldn't you know we wouldn't be getting our in our uh, planes to benedorm we wouldn't be enjoying our holidays to the costa del sol um, and so that's why we need free speech and and we you know if we clamp down on that then I, I don't know. I really, really fear for the, the future of Britain and the future of British they, politics. They are trying to stop our flights to Benidorm. The only people who are allowed to fly are the climate warmest emergency crisis advocates who fly around the world telling us not to fly. <laughs> it is one of my greatest bugbears. Well, I'm not sure about that because uh, I often go to the, the uh, Costa del Sol uh, and I enjoy my summer holidays with a nice ice cream on the beach. As I'm Traitor. sure lots of you. <laughs> you're warming the climate. How dare you? Only, only the, only the, the, the catastrophes. Only people like uh, Al Gore are allowed to fly around. But and and 
presumably Greta Thun, little Greta Thunberg as well. Looking at this from uh, the long view then, Elliot, you're getting quite a lot of support. There's a, all the comments are mixed up really about party politics and so on. We'll leave them aside now. But basically, um, if you were to summarize what should have happened about your event, what should those who were offended by any of the guests might have been offended by me? I want to legalize and regulate all drugs, for example. Some people might find that offensive. What should have been done about your event, if anything? So, so we the debate will go ahead. We're not going to be cancelled. The Conservative Party will ensure that we're not going to be cancelled. Uh, and I, I'm certain, as chairman of the cons uh, the Tottenham Conservative Party, that this debate will go ahead, and we're going to have uh, fantastic uh, speakers like yourself, Lembit. Um, and I encourage everybody. And what we might we're going to make it bigger and better. Um, uh, hopefully we can have a ticketed event so people can go to the location, but ho also hopefully we can get um, uh, 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 Zoom attendance as well. So everybody, all the tremendous people of Haringey, the tremendous people of Britain uh, can, can watch me and you have a debate. Amy Gallagher, Kelly J. Keane, we're going to try and make sure that we get somebody from Labour attending, somebody ref reform um, from the Greens, the Liberal Democrats. We need this debate. We need free speech. And we need to make sure that going into the general election year, everybody has a can decide after what they hear from people uh, from the different parties, how they're going to vote and how, you know, literally what the future of British politics will be going into 2025 and onwards. Uh, so you will have that debate. Uh, happy to do it. Uh, subject to being free. I'm very happy to do it. You're on the show today here on TNT because this is the pushback against the attempt to cancel culture. And the irony is you've probably now got far more coverage than you would have if you'd had the debate. Yes. Uh, um, last question, and it's one for you personally, not, not in terms of party line. Uh, do you think that individuals who cause offence should be allowed to speak? So as, as long as it's lawful, as long as it's lawful, I think uh, debate, free speech, needs to needs to happen nice as long as it's uh, re really appreciate your time and valiant defense of the conservatives i'm not sure you convinced many of the viewers today but you tried and uh one another occasion happy to talk about the the politics of uh, the next general election i'll give you this elliot i just think it's not a foregone conclusion uh because keir starmer now that he's under the spotlight begins to be apparently losing some support uh, that won't be because of his view on the, the non-existent climate emergency. I just think people may be beginning to see him a little bit more critically now. Thank you so much, Elliot. You've got the afternoon yeah. off by, by definition. <laughs> really, really appreciate. Uh, really appreciate, and, and thanks for taking the heat about uh, the general about the, the situation with your party and that uh, those by-elections as well. Coming up next. It's Dirk Pullman and his guest is Colonel Jacques Baud, a former Swiss Army colonel who was situated in Ukraine and Russia and can, can, can give a ringside summary of what's going on there. I'll be back again tomorrow morning at 0900 UTC with a packed show again. I hope you've enjoyed it. Big thanks to the team as well. And thank you for being so lively on the chat. 
Uh, I've tried to read a cross-section of views to reflect them. Not a scientific summary, but hopefully it wasn't far off that. Uh, really enjoyed that. Have a great rest of the day, whatever you're doing, but make sure that 0900 GMT, don't be late. I'll be taking a roll call. This is Lembert Opic. This was the Lembert Opic Show. This is today's News Talk TNT. See you tomorrow.